Hey there, folks. Welcome to another edition of the Inside BS Show. I'm Dave Lorenzo, and today we've got something really special for you. We're going to get tips from an e-commerce master. That's right. She's the mentor. She's the growth boss. Our guest today is Deirdre Shen, and she's going to teach us all about growing your business online and how it's not not, you heard me, about advertising. Let me tell you a little bit about Deirdre. She's the founder of Growth Boss, a leading mentorship program for e-commerce business owners wanting to scale to multiple six and seven figures using the power of tribe building, funnels, and human connection. I love this already. She is a serial entrepreneur, having founded and led five businesses across three industries in the last seven years, and she's navigated the entire spectrum of experiences and emotions, meaning the good, the bad, and the ugly, that comes with starting, running, and closing businesses. With her hands-on experience in successfully growing her businesses to seven figures, she now coaches e-commerce business owners on her secret sauce of buyer psychology to make their offerings irresistibly contagious to their customers, creating an end-to-end -end sales funnel that automatically converts these customers and then nurturing them into a raving sales force. Deirdre's evolution into a business coach, consultant, and mentor was driven by a strong desire to pay it forward and help other business owners take intelligent action towards building their million-dollar businesses. This is going to be great. Deirdre's going to teach us how to build an e-commerce business using human connection. I can't wait. Please join me in welcoming Deirdre Shen to the Inside BS Show. All right, Deirdre, welcome to the show. So we're no advertising. We're going to build real relationships. I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear all about it. But I think you have to fill us in. You're an Aussie, right? And yes. you're now in New York. If you're watching on video, we're, we're looking at Deirdre. She's in front of a window, and there's like a foot of snow coming down. So, Deirdre, where where are you, and how did you get there? Gosh, that's, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I guess a simple answer. I am in New York. I'm just um, north of Central Park. But um, where am I in life? God, uh, let me... <laughs> Let me tell us tell us the whole story. We want to hear everything. Take, and okay. take, take your time as long as it takes. Okay, cool. Um, so I'll just give you a bit of context as to me. So I am Aussie, but um, and especially if you're watching this on video, you can see that I'm actually Asian. So I um, am. My parents are originally from Malaysia. Um, took us over to Australia, Sydney, Australia, when I was pretty much a baby. So you can tell from my accent, I'm very, very Aussie. Um, and you know, they did that like a lot of other first migrant and, and definitely um, in the Asian culture because they wanted to provide me and my brother, um, I have an older brother, you know, better opportunities um, that you just can't get um, in Southeast Asia, better education, things like that. Um, so I kind of, you know, and I, I know that there are a lot of, um, you know, a lot of other first migrant um, you know, people out here who might be listening to this and kind of know, know that, um, that struggle of having to straddle the, you know, what we like to call like the old world of, you know, meeting the expectations of your parents and things like that. And the new world of, you know, being in a completely different place and trying to, um, to live your own life. Um, and so, you know, throughout my, 
uh, when I was growing up, I, you know, my parents would send me to get tutored since I was like seven years old or something like that. You know, um, I had to go to the best school in the state. Um, we had selective schools, so you'd take a test to get in there. I had to get really good marks. My dad wanted me to become a doctor. So you could finally say there's a doctor in the family, um, which did not happen <laughs> because I, um, I realized, you know, early on that I hated science. So I was like, why, why am I putting myself through this? Um, and, but, you know, with that, but I, I did the next best thing, um, which was a law degree. <laughs> and um, so I did law, but ended up in banking, actually. So uh, I, at that point, you know, I kind of didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew that I was always fascinated by business. Um, and I think that's why I went down the, the law path, just because I could do commerce as my, you know, my second degree. Um, went into banking and then I, I realized pretty early on in my career that, <laughs> you know, that Again, I didn't think corporate was for me. Um, I was pretty fortunate at that time. I was put on a really big project. Um, it was a once in a decade kind of regulatory reform program um, that was happening in Australia. And I, it gave me visibility to like, I was in, this, in sitting in the same room. Here I was, this junior burger. Um, I was leading a project in it, but I was sitting in the room with all these senior execs all the way up to the CEO because it was like that bigger project. And what it what I saw was like all of the politics that was happening, all the back channeling, you know, what you had to kind of almost become. And I think for me, from then on, I was like, I don't know if this was the path that I wanted to go down. Um, but I was like, I didn't know. I didn't know what it was going to be. Um, and at the time, my my partner, my boyfriend, um, who's now my husband, he was studying medicine. Um, he So he was going to become the doctor in the family. <laughs> But that also didn't happen for my parents because he was miserable. He hated it. Um, but he loved baking. He loved cooking. So from there, we were just like, you know what? Let's give this a go. So we were like, we mid-20s, we had, you know, no no experience in hospitality, no money to, to speak of. Um, and we were just super naive and we're like, we can make this happen. We're going to open. So we opened our first business, which, which was a brick and mortar business. Um, and it was a dessert bar. And, you know, it was kind of like, I, like, I don't, looking back, I don't know how we did it. It's, you know, it's so true when you, when you hear other founders being like, if they knew what they were getting into, <laughs> you know, what the, you know, the struggles and the, the whole journey, um, if they knew what that was, um, was going to be like, then I think they would have done it. Like, I don't know whether I would have done it as well myself. Um, Anyway, so that was our first business. We grew that to five locations. Um, we also opened a burger restaurant. So we have two locations. And then and then, what happened was we found out um, probably about two years ago, our store manager for one of our biggest, uh, our busiest stores in the city was actually, had been stealing from us. Um, yeah. and. It was actually, you know, he'd been stealing from us for like years. So we're talking about a lot of money, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> uh, so it was pretty insane. And I think that was kind of, you know, sometimes when something happens in, in people's journeys, in people's lives, it just makes them kind of reflect on where they are now and where they want to be. And I think that was one of, that was a moment for us to be like, is this what we want to be? Is this actually the path that we're on currently? Is this what we want to be doing? And I had always wanted to um, move and, and live and work overseas. And so I think we just kind of were like, you know what, let's just do it. 
let's just do it. And that's how we ended up in New York. To be honest. So it was like we made the move 18 months ago. Um, we still operate our stores in Sydney remotely. Um, yeah, which is hectic. Um, and then in the meantime, opened up. Um, we did a we had a digital marketing agency for a bit. Thought, you know what, we can do this ourselves. So. My co-founder and I started our own skincare, e-commerce skincare business, um, and then we, and then we actually um, the digital marketing agency was doing well, but we were like, you know, our hearts aren't in it. Um, a, it couldn't scale effectively, and B, we wanted to really help the helping entrepreneurs sort of on the ground, really at that stage before where they're really struggling to find their audience to really get going in their business before they can then spend money in ads. So we went more into, um, that's how Growth Boss came about. Um, it's our Growth Boss Academy, it's our signature coaching program um, that, yeah, where we help e-commerce businesses really grow and thrive. So Deirdre, what tools do you use to operate your business from a world away? Uh, we try not to be too micro because I think that was the, part of the reason why we made the move as well. Like when we found out that that person had been stealing from us, I think I know that my initial reaction was like, okay, we have to like make sure we're on the cameras. We have to like, you know, now we're like, you know, and I think the culture that we had built with, you know, right or wrong, you know, there was some things that didn't work, like, for example, being stolen from, but there were some things that worked really well, like being able to create a culture where people felt um, heard, where they felt seen, where they were in it, they were working because because of the culture, because they, you know, they, it was fun, it was a fun place to be in. Um, and they weren't micromanaged to that, to that perspective. Yes, we had really great training, um, but, you know, once they kind of got through that, they were you know they were on their own and not on their own as such but they were um guided through how to then become better and so i think that was part of the reason why we made the move because i was like if we don't physically remove ourselves we are going to like be <laughs> um we, we're going to be those control freaks um that no one wants to work for and so and so so we were definitely aren't on the cameras all the time but we do have mechanisms around um just like um, making sure, for example, that our managers who like, things around, if we're talking about cash, um, making sure that the balances um, at the end of the day or at the end of the week make sense. Um, so from a more overall perspective, you know, making sure that, that we have the checks and balances in there. Um, we actually have tools where at the start of each shift, we have um, like a checklist. So we've order, completely automated all of that to make sure that people who start the shift and end the shift are doing the, the right things. Um, so we do definitely we automate as much as possible so that there's like there's no paper forms, nothing like that, so that we can actually have visibility of that from yeah the other side of the world. <laughs> um, yeah, and we check in yeah, we check in all the time with our store managers. That's such an interesting story. What brought you to New York? Um, I, so at the time, I was uh, I was working with another co-founder, um, Bonner, and we were working on another business that was a fashion technology business. And so we originally brought that idea over to New York, and we we're like, you know what? Where else in the world that you know, the intersection of fashion and technology <laughs> um, might make the most sense um, but New York? So we were like, 
let's just try it. Let's just try it there. Um, that business didn't work out. We actually deliberately failed it um, because we actually hit the ground. We went to, we had kind of a hypothesis around our audience. One being that they were university students or college students and the other being that they were, you know, Wall Street, like corporate, um, younger, sort of younger females. So we actually we went to Columbia University, we went to NYU, we, uh, you know, um, were kind of stalking, not stalking in that sense, but, you know, we were just like going to randoms, um, random females and just start speaking to them, start speaking to them about their problems, um, the problem that we were trying to solve for them in this space and what we were doing. Um, we went to, we had some people, um, some connections in, in corporate, so we were speaking to some, of, um, some, some, some females there as well, some women there as well. And what we realised through these conversations was that, yes, there was a problem, but the way that people were solving their problem was good enough already. And so we essentially failed it because we were like, it makes no sense to be spending more money in developing something that just might not work. So that was kind of our journey there. We failed that business. Okay, great. Let's talk about Growth Boss. Start with the ideal person. Who's the ideal person to get involved with you? Who who exactly are you looking to work with? Yeah, so uh, we work predominantly with women, but that's not to say that men aren't welcome. Um, we just find that a lot of the coaching that we do um, around human connection and, and tribe building um, tends to speak or resonate more with more with women who don't want to who don't want to be salesy or slimy or pushy or awkward when they're trying to sell. Um, so that's kind of core to our strategies. You know, this is why we want to build our tribe. This is why we want to connect with people because that's how you don't, you're not then slimy or salesy um, when, when you're selling. Um, so yeah, so women predominantly who are in e-commerce and they're looking to build a true brand. Um, so anyone who's looking to, you know, get rich quick, um, to, you know, just make a quick buck here, like, it, that's not that's not you know you, you you wouldn't want to work with us to be honest um because yeah it's basically someone who wants to build a brand and who wants to be the face of their brand as well who wants to connect with people um about the problem that they're trying to solve or the aspiration that they're trying to help someone achieve um so that's who we who we work with now let's talk about the secret sauce you you say right in your bio that you don't necessarily have to do advertising is this is this all about relationships yeah definitely um and this isn't just and i just want to carry out that with it's not to say that you don't you you can't advertise or you won't ultimately advertise um but i went through this journey myself so in the the e-commerce business that um bonner and i started I was like, because we were doing digital marketing for um, for brands already, we were like, you know, so we were running really successful ads for them, doing really well. And so we were like, this is easy, easy, I <laughs> say. Um, none of this is ever easy, right? Um, but I was like, why can't we, why should we just build our own brand, um, r- put some money into it, run some ads, and we'll be millionaires, right? <laughs> and, as you probably told from the ending of that story, that's not how it works. <laughs> Otherwise, we would all be millionaires. Um, and what I realized when I was looking at these brands that we were working with, running these really successful ads for, and where we were starting, which was literally at the bottom, no audience, nothing. And we had put money into ads and they just were not converting. I was like, the big difference is that these other brands already had an audience. They already knew who their buyers were. They already knew who they were trying to speak to. And we were just supercharging them with that. So, so this, this is a whole in between 
part that the gurus just don't tell us, right? Which is that you have to build your audience first um, before. And yes, you can do that by running ads. It just means that you're going to be spending a lot of money doing that, trying to find your audience with ads. Um, and so what we actually, the, the, you know, the journey that we went through and, and what we um, coach about is how do you find your audience organically, completely organically first, which yes, will take some time. But, you know, if you've been in business long enough, you would know that when you're trying to find leads, you're either paying with your money or with your time, one or the other. So in this case, we would highly recommend you don't pay with your money <laughs> or a lot of it right now. You pay with your time first. And then once you've built an audience and it could be 50 people, it could be 100 people, um, then you can start more um smartly running using your money then to you know um cost effectively run ads um to the right people um with the right audience so that's kind of why we recommend focus on by building first focus on connecting with people first because otherwise you might you know and i talked about that business that we failed if we had not done you know if we hadn't gone out and, and again connected with people um, had these conversations with them, we probably would have spent thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars developing this thing, launching it, and then realizing then that there was no audience, that there was no buyers, that actually, you know, it, people were happy enough with what they were doing now. And so this is kind of using that same, um, that same thinking to go, you know, you want to, Speak to your audience first. You want to find out that what you are developing, the result that you're trying to get them, is actually a result that they want. Um, that they do either have the problem that you're solving for, or they have the aspiration that you're, you know, you're trying to get them to. That that is something that they want. When you can connect with someone there, and you can start to build your tribe with like-minded people who have that problem or that aspiration, then and you find out what their interests are, things like that. Then when you do run ads, you, you know, you've, you've validated it. You know that you're speaking to the right people in the right way. Um, so that's why I'm a big, big believer in building a tribe and connecting with people first before you, you know, you go, you go spend your money, <laughs> unless you have a lot of it. Then. <laughs> but a lot of us business owners, new business owners don't. So how do we figure out who the right audience is? How do we really get down to that? Yeah, so we always have a starting hypothesis with who it is we're looking to serve, right? Um, and a lot of times, the uh, the reason why we've developed the the product or our business is because we are trying to solve for some solve, solve for a problem or a goal that we ourselves have. So a lot of the starting hypothesis generally is that you are going to be your own customer most of the time. That's that's a generalization, but most of the time that's how it it works. So. Um, so a good way to, um, so you need a hypothesis about who your audience is and where they are. And generally I say a good starting point is just to look at yourself because you're generally, you're, you're going to be the, you're probably most likely your best customer. So who, who are they? So who are you slash who are they? Who's your audience and where are they hanging out? Um, and a lot of times when you're online, you want to be thinking about things like what platform are they on for sure? And then on that platform, where are they congregating? Um, so a big, a, a big example, there are two big examples, um, because they're the platforms that have the most people in the world, um, is going to be Instagram and Facebook. Um, you know, Facebook has over 2 billion people, so that's a good starting place. And then it's like, okay, so if you're on Facebook, how do you then find 
the people that you want to be, you know, um, getting in touch with. And they're going to be in groups, right? That's that's generally how they congregate. They're going to be congregate, congregating in groups. So if you are targeting um, mums, for example, then you want to go and find those mum groups or, um, you know, other, it doesn't have to necessarily be mum groups, as in where they're asking about advice for, you know, which um, baby powder, the best baby powder, talcum powder to use or anything like that. But um, what other hobbies might they be congregating around where you know that you're going to be speaking to mums? That's an example. Um, but it can work like, you know, sports fans, um, you know, like any anything where um, you will be able to find groups, I can guarantee you, um, around to find your audience, to find where your people are hanging out. Um, and then you just want to go hang out there, right? You want to go hang out there for a while, you want to um, get involved in the community um, and you want to start to build relationships with these people um, and ultimately get into a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them um, in the DMs um, and to see, to validate your hypothesis about whether this is the right person. Are these your buyers? Is this your audience? Um, and that's really the best way. Um, so what do you do once you figure out who the right audience is? Do you invite them to join a group or... How exactly does it work? You know, I think a lot of service-based businesses do that, but not a lot of product-based businesses. So I think there's a huge opportunity actually for e-commerce businesses to do this. And the question I get asked a lot is, you know, what should I be building my, my group around? Um, I highly recommend not building it around your product <laughs> um, because your product might change. Um, even your brand might change. So I, I always recommend building it around that community. So what is... Um, so I'll give you an example. So our skincare product, um, you know, it's my, my co-founder and I, you know, we're in our 30s now. We're in this weird age of like, it feels, we feel too old to be having breakouts and things like that, but too young to be, you know, dealing with wrinkles. So we're in this like, this, you know, and so what we've actually built, starting to build a community around is the aging millennial, because that's what we are. You know, we're still, we still remember the cassette VHS days, but we're also part of the, you know, internet you know the um uh and you know social media platform you know where um so we so we're actually not building a tribe around skincare we're actually building a tribe around to uh, to bring other like-minded um women together who are in this you know who still who are finding the skin is you know they are still dealing they are dealing with breakouts or wrinkles or you know they will have skin concerns because of the fact of where they are in their life so so I always recommend if you are a product-based business, you want to start your group, but to build it around, to lift up um, what your brand stands for um, and to build a tribe around that. So yeah, so then to answer your question, yes, you definitely want to be, um, you want to be joining groups. You want to be, you want to have a lead magnet then. So your lead magnet could be your own community, could be your own tribe, or it could be something that eventually leads um, there. So it could be um, a it could be a giveaway you're doing. It could be a quiz. Um, it could be some freebie that you have. Um, some lead magnet that you can essentially give them um, if you feel that they're the right um, buyer. And that's a great way as well to pre-qualify them to see if they are the right person. Because if they're going to be interested in your lead magnet um, or in your group, then you um, are pretty confident that they would be interested in the thing that they might be interested in the thing that you have to sell eventually. Um, so yeah. Now, you mentioned lead magnet. What do you use as a lead magnet? You use a free course, a free report. What do you use? 
um, for the for the for an e-commerce business, um, it would definitely be it could be um, something. It has to be something tactical. Um, so it could be a cheat sheet. It could be a guide. Um, but I do, depending on what the tolerance is like for, um, you know, because it can also be a discount, right? Because um, if you're selling products um, and you want to be leading people to your store, it could be a discount. I do also like using in your group, I call it like the live conversion method or the live conversion launch. So I like using that as a freebie as well. And that is basically how do you think about, um, so when I speak to um, our, our academy members, our growth bosses, I always go, mindset, skill set, tool set. It's all going to be about mindset, skill set, tool set. Now your product, your thing is the tool set, right? That's almost the last piece that you talk about. Really what you want to be talking about is mindset and skill set. So how do you put a live conversion launch together that actually helps move people through mindset and skills and gives them the skills that they need to know how to then use the tool set? So that overall, mindset, skill set, tool set together, it's them the result that they're after, that they're looking for. I don't know if that makes sense. It's very conceptual, but um, so this live conversion launch is, um, is an event that you are can use as a lead magnet to invite your customer to. So I'll give you a really, really super simple example, but it's like, let's say you were selling mugs, right? Um, and <laughs> um, and you're having this conversation with someone about, you know, using mugs, uh, or them using their mugs, and they're like, yep, I use mugs um, all, the, all the day, every day for my coffee. I drink coffee out of my mug. And you're like, that's awesome. And have you ever thought about making mug cakes in them? Um, and they're like, no, that's, that's a that's a pretty cool idea, you know, how, how would I do that? And, and you could be like, well, I'm actually doing this um, this launch. Um, I'm, I'm holding this challenge. I'm holding this boot camp, whatever, um, on how I'm making five super easy mug, mug cakes in them, right? So you're talking, so in that, and then and then that's a hook, that's a lead magnet. If for someone who's interested, they're like, oh, yeah, I'd love to come. I'd love to come be part of that. Um, and then when you are actually doing that you know live conversion launch you want to be talking to the mindset skill set you're not actually talking about the mug i mean you are because you're using the mug as part of it but the skill set is really around these are five some super cool mug cakes that you can make in them and here's and we're going to do it here's, here's the recipe um so that's that's kind of what i also like to use as a lead bank note all right let's talk now about mentorship right? You're the growth boss. You mentor people on e-commerce. How does that work? Yeah. So, um, I go through, I, I go through my whole strategy actually in my free, um, three day challenge called to converted challenge. Um, but essentially they can join, join with me. I have a 12, my mentorship program is 12 months, um, because my aim is to build your whole marketing ecosystem. Um, so everything from being all, on all the platforms that you need to be on, but also all the back end, um, you know, all the funnels that you'll need to, to build from a tech perspective, um, from a messaging perspective, we go through all of your messaging as well. Um, so 12 months with me. Um, and essentially, yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll just build out your entire marketing ecosystem so that you are able to find your audience, um, um, whether it's you know with with no ad spend or with ad spend, we do, we do both, um, and then ultimately to convert them um, and to have them become your raving sales force, as I said. So we build out social proof funnels, we build out ambassador programs, um, the whole kitten caboodle. We we will help um, coach you through. 
So you have a three-day challenge, and your three-day challenge is all about helping people get going and get started using e-commerce to build their business. So I want everyone right now to go to Deirdre's website to take the three-day challenge. And what you're going to do is you're going to go to thegrowthboss.com. Put in the three W's first, www.thegrowthboss.com forward slash challenge thegrowthboss.com forward slash challenge that's what you're going to do that's how you're going to get involved with Deirdre and this whole thing is free that's right the growth boss three-day challenge is free you don't have to pay anything so head over to thegrowthboss.com forward slash challenge right now make sure you get involved with Deirdre she's going to help you grow your e-commerce channel in your business And that will do it for another episode of the Inside BS Show. Thank you, folks, for joining us. My name is Dave Lorenzo. We're here every day with a great new show for you. Until tomorrow, here's hoping you make a great living and live a great life.